I'm a fish boy who skates for Team X Blades with a leprechaun who plays basketball. Come to my smart house, meet my alien sister. Don't come hungry, because I'll bet my mom can't cook. Hello, podcast fans, and welcome to another episode of Mom Can't Cook. I am the great Andino. One of your hosts. I didn't know we were thinking up magician names. I am Luke the Good and Flashy. Flashy? Flashy? No. no. Okay, Lost look, we'll, we may as well flag now that this decom signals <laughs> a, a, a divergence in our interests. Andy, I think you and I broadly have a lot of shared interests. There's not a yeah. lot that, that, that you like and that I don't, that vice versa. But close-up magic is... <laughs> <laughs> and dare I say it, the very concept of magicians. Hey, I no, I understand that liking magic is a shameful thing. Okay, and that you should be ashamed of. Yes, but also, I see. You know, I think the aesthetic of it is quite cool. Things like the, you know, the magic circle, the magic castle in Hollywood, and you know. <laughs> All right, fine. And I this, and my position is, is not going like, to be. <laughs> my position is not going to be supported by this film. <laughs> because... Well, well, tell well, tell the folks at home what the film is. Okay, well the film is Now You See It Ellipsis, which is a 2005 uh decom which is about um I'm just going to read the synopsis here yeah, of Disney Plus. An aspiring TV producer searches for the world's greatest kid magician, but what's this? His magic is real. A surprisingly good and concise summary of a film that contains enough plots for five different decoms. It is bonkers the amount of plot in this film. I, I'm, 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 I, I, this is like I've got that kind of xenon feeling where like I'm, in, mm-hmm. I'm intimidated and I'm afraid to like yeah. try and explain this one. There, there are, there's so much going on. I don't know how we're gonna condense this and, sum, and summarize it at all. Well, let's see how Disney presented it to people with their promo materials back in back in 2005 when this film came out tonight on disney channel she was on a mission to find a master of magic he was on a mission to master his magic but what appeared was no illusion Alison Mashaka, a bill of the future, and Johnny Picard, starring the Disney Channel original movie, Now You See It, tonight at 8, 7 central on Disney Channel. I think it will make everything a lot more straightforward if maybe we kick this off by summarising what the contest is, or what the reality TV show is at the at the core of this film, because it for, like there's a narrative framing device here, <laughs> which, again, I don't... It does have a narrative framing device, but it's sort of unnecessary and doesn't yes. really add anything. <laughs> Basically, the the film starts with the main character sort of narrating into a webcam about how this guy Danny is real and he's he's definitely real. And you're yeah. like, well, I never said he wasn't, but you seem very insistent that he is. <laughs> this is um, Alison. She's yeah. in a kind of a college dorm, I, I think, because she's wearing a Harvard uh sort of sweatshirt yes. right yeah she's a she's in a college dorm and she's talking about her experiences with a guy called danny some people say he isn't real others say he never existed in the first place but yes. believe her he is real she's about to tell you exactly what went down broadly speaking we then flash back 
to the 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 beginning of the plot and there is a contest underway a reality tv show a televised contest yes to find the world's greatest kid magician <laughs> and this is treated as, as if it's like a dynamite concept for a reality show <laughs> as opposed to something that you 100 oh yeah i'll definitely watch kids who can't do magic very well yet oh my god did you watch the new episode of the world's greatest kid magician search wow no no obviously i didn't i'm an adult who disdains magic as normal people do <laughs> did you see it when little arnie dropped all his cards because he's a kid <laughs> and close-up magic is famously difficult and technical yeah the, the country comes together once a week to watch <laughs> the search for the world's greatest kid magician everything else that divides us it all evaporates you know it, you know when you're in the workplace and someone makes the mistake of bringing up politics things get heated and you're like i need to yeah. smooth this over with a little classic water cooler chat hey did anyone catch the, the world's greatest america's kid magician or whatever it's called <laughs> just kid magician isn't even a thing it's not like yeah kid magician yeah kid magician kid it's magician. not like everyone's like oh yeah. there are two great schools of magic adult magic and kid magician and ki- yeah and kid magic kid magic um well kid kid magician says to me because i think the thing with magicians is and you know not not to go not to i don't want to dunk on magicians harder than is necessary yeah <laughs> and and to be clear i don't think it's necessary to dunk on magicians very hard <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> they're going through enough as it is. <laughs> exactly, exactly. When I think of a kid magician, I think of a future adult magician who is doing what all adult magicians had to do, which is stand in their bedroom in front of a mirror, endlessly practicing sleight of hand magic. But the thing with the thing that's confusing about this setup, mm. so they they have a reality TV show to find yes. the world's greatest kid magician. Parallel to that, (laughs) there also appears to be some sort of reality competition for the world's greatest kid producer. Yes. Because the show, we're told, will be the first television show in history to be produced entirely by kids. Yes, it is a TV show produced by kids for kids. Now, here's where things get complicated. Alison is one such wannabe kid producer. Wannabe world's greatest kid producer. <laughs> now, not the... world's greatest kid producer. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but the world's greatest kid producer. <laughs> that would go to someone in the Bible, probably. Yeah, um, right. But the... Um... Or Octomom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So... Alison is in this contest to be best kid producer. Now, here's, here's the rub. Sorry. The, the 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 contest to become best kid producer, as far as I can tell, is not being filmed. Not all of you will remain. Only those who discover one of the three final magicians will stay with us through the grand finale. But it's definitely a competitive element because yes. only yes. So okay, so the way the way that it works is that there are I think there are ten kid producers. Yep, and they have to go out in their area. They are ran- they are assigned an area of the United States. Yeah, I think Allison has been given Florida and she has to go and meet with 10 aspiring kid magicians. Yes. And find a, a good one. Yeah. And then the top three best kid magicians will go through to the TV. The TV show is only three 
Yeah, only three kid magicians, and yes. none of them are ever eliminated. They all just go through to the final round. So it's not really a very well structured reality show, I don't think. No, and it's pretty unfair on the wannabe kid producers because they're assigned a state to go and investigate. And if all of those magicians are trash garbage, it's like, yeah. well, I guess maybe you should have been assigned a better state. Yeah. So Allison's uh, got uh, Florida. Allison's job is to so okay so Allison's the producer she is also assigned a cameraman who I guess is vying to be world's greatest kid, <laughs> world's cameraman. Greatest kid cameraman um he is also a little boy uh, and and is also assigned a producer they're all assigned a producer who is an adult yeah I don't really understand why they're like a mentor a mentor yeah figure. so this okay. show is supposed to be entirely produced by kids and yet there are many adults working on it Yes. So what you need to picture is Alison, who is one of our two protagonists. Alison always has like a microphone and she's always trying to get the interview and she's always trying to get the story. She's like a sort of journalist. She's a news hound. She's a, yeah, she's a news hound. And knows for a story. She desperately wants to find a really good kid magician because if she does, the three kid magicians, are you with me? The three uh, yep. kid magicians that go through to the actual televised film contest each have a kind of assigned entourage of producer people. So each ma- each of the three magicians in the contest Jesus has Christ. a producer and a cameraman and a mentor. Yes. And overseeing all of this, I wish I could say is one person, but it isn't. Overseeing the contest to become the kid producer side of this, there yep. is a grown adult producer. Uh, Ms. McAllister. Yes, Miss McAllister. So she is basically orchestrating this whole thing, and she is a proper grown-up, uh, yes. an experienced TV producer. Uh, how she landed this job, I'm not sure. Also in charge is yeah. <laughs> another adult called Mystic Max, played by Frank Langella, who you may remember as Skeletor from the He-Man movie. <laughs> um, now he is a sort of he's a very famous magician. And uh, he's the one who devised the entry format for this reality TV show to find the world's greatest kid magician. Mystic Max has many gifts. TV formats is not one of them. (laughs) So there was a poster that they put out and hidden within the poster was a secret message. And um, he, uh, he asks the assembled wannabe kid producers, he says, did any of you manage to solve the mystery? And Alison is a real, like, pick me kind of person. So she's yeah. like, ooh, ooh, me, I did it, I did it. Yeah, she's and then got she her explains. Hermione-ing. Yeah, she's fully Hermione ying. Yeah. Um, so she explains that there's a spider web on the poster. Yeah, which in means, the, up in the corner. Yeah, which means it's a website. Yeah. And then, oh, by the way, the poster is like a real classic magic. You know, like a, how would you like a Carter, it, Carter beats the devil kind of. Um, yes, that, yes, that's it, yeah. Yeah, the perfect. kind of vi- those like Victorian stage spectacles, that kind of thing. Yeah, a cool aesthetic. Yeah, it's a very cool aesthetic. Yeah, see, ah, you do think it's cool. <laughs> I'll grant you the posters are okay. <laughs> so, in the corner of this poster, yeah, as you say, there's a spider web, mm-hmm. which is the which is all Alison needs to deduce that to deduce it's a website, and then she visits website. every website until she finds the entry form. <laughs> no, there's a there's a book someone's holding, which is a copy of Farewell to Arms. And Alison's mercurial brain takes farewell to arms to mean, of course, the Venus de Milo. That's not got any arms. See, the spider web made me realize it was probably there to direct us to a website. Then I'm looking closer at the book the statue was holding. I saw that it was a farewell to arms. And then, bam, it hit me. 
I mean, everybody knows that the Venus de Milo is a statue with no arms. Sure. And that made me think of the famous founder of the Magic Mansion, a magician named Antonio de Milo. I mean, how obvious could it be? Yeah, it then, said farewell to its arms. Yeah. And then, of but course... Venus de Milo, what could that be? Is that the founder of the Magic Mansion, which is, I guess, some kind of Magic Mansion. We're not given any context. <laughs> <laughs> but the founder of the Magic Mansion was called Antonio de Milo. <gasps> at this point, the whole crowd is sort of looking at her blankly. Yeah. And then she says she just went online, typed in demilo.net, not even .com. <laughs> she went straight for the .net domain. And she got linked to the contest entry form. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's how that's how they got their their hundred aspiring magicians that are going to be whittled down to the final three. To most ordinary children, it will have bounced straight straight off them. But 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 to the but to the special few, those inclined to the magically gifted, those inclined to close up magic, to the sorcerous arts, the source, Yeah, they will have uh, seen that and uh, followed the trail of breadcrumbs contained in the poster, mm. visited the website. And now, and that, yeah, and that's how we have our one hundred mm. uh, possible potential, potential um, entrance to this reality TV show. Now, there, yeah. as we, as Andy said, they're only going to feature three on TV. <laughs> so, it's so, a lot of whittling down to do. Yeah. Um. So, in in there's a huge assembled crowd of wannabe America's greatest kid greatest producers. Kid producers, sure. Um. There's only one who you need to know about because uh, obviously only three of them <laughs> yeah. are going to make the cut. Uh, and that's a guy called Hunter, mm. uh, who is sat behind her. He's, um, well, he's got kind of, you know, peroxide spiky hair. Yeah, imagine a young kind of... Gary Boosie. Okay, yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of that's the vibe. Pretty, that's on the money, yeah. yeah. Um, and he is, man, he is not impressed by Alison. Um, but yeah, so Alison sets out with her her kid, world's greatest kid cameraman and yep. world's greatest adult mentor. Yeah. Uh, they set out Paul. Paul, yes, yeah. Paul, the adult mentor, and they set out to um, to check out their prospects. So begins the sort of audition process. Um, so she visits. I think we see four or five children, none of whom can do magic. So, <laughs> well, the auditions don't test if you can do magic. They well, test why would you, you can... enter the world's greatest kid magician contest if you can't do magic? Well, probably because you think, well, I must have solved the criteria, which is this puzzle. If you're like, oh, I found my way onto this website, I must be a good magician. No. Right, so the, fir- the first one <laughs> yeah. uh, is tries to do a, a, a escapology trick. He tries to get out of a straitjacket. He fails and then falls in a bin. The second one <laughs> fucks up yeah. a car trick really badly. Uh, one of them tries to vanish a dog. It doesn't work. The dog is still there. And then he puts a cake on her head. He puts a load of eggs and milk on her head. Oh, yeah. One of them tries oh, yeah. to do linking, linking rings. Can't do that. None of them can... Do- These are like basic self-working tricks. Yeah. That you can just buy from Amazon. Yeah. And they can't even do that. They are like negatively good at magic. But to be fair, they are children. <laughs> so, yeah, but also yeah. they entered the world's greatest kid <laughs> magician contest. And they can't even do a basic self-working trick. Well, Alison is very diplomatic. She's very polite with these absolute magic scrubs instead of throwing their backpack on the roof like they so sorely deserve Alison's at her wits end because of course it doesn't matter how good a producer she is she's been randomly assigned all of the bad magicians in Florida, in Florida. and if she doesn't find a winner uh, you know her contest her untelevised best producer yeah. contest is over she's like oh my job's going to be over before it even started despite mm. I think she's like 15 yeah well, she's something. trying to be the best kid producer she's trying to be the world's best I guess yeah, yeah. Well, I, think I think yeah they're all they're all like teens so she's they're down to their last contestant. This is the one that they need 
to be to be good at magic. Otherwise, it's back to New Orleans empty-handed. I guess. Yeah. Um, so they pull up to the the final house. Uh, the parents of um, the magician they come out and, and greet her warmly. And then there's a shot of the kid magician himself staring out of an upstairs window with the probing eyes of a serial killer. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Do you know, it, honestly, like, if you just put a bit of music under it, it would look like a, it would be a jump scare in a, in like a, he looks like a little, a Victorian ghost in a big house. Yeah, like the woman in black. Just yes, like... just put, if you put an orchestra stab under it, honestly, it's like, Dun! yeah. But yeah, so this is, this is Danny. This is Danny. Um, apparently he's been anxious to meet them. Uh, he's very excited. It's all he's been talking about. Yeah. So um, potential world's greatest kid producer, world's greatest kid cameraman, and world's greatest adult mentor walk into Danny's room. Um, yeah, and he's, uh, he's blowing up a big orange balloon ready for his, uh, ready ready for for his, his audition. Yeah. Um, Danny, I would say, looks about 25 years old. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Not sure why he's entering the world's greatest kid magician contest. Well, uh, maybe he tried some adult magician contest and found <laughs> found that the competition was a little too fierce. Well, um, I wouldn't be surprised because um, his trick is apparently he's going to burst this balloon and a dove is going to fly out. And he does it once. It fails. The balloon just bursts. He does yeah. it a second time. It fails. Yeah. Uh, he, he says third time's the charm. Does it a third time. It fails. Yeah. Um, he's like, ah, but this time, the fourth time. And then he fails. And then we get a montage of him doing it eight more times and it fails. <laughs> so at this point, Danny is like, Danny is stood ankle deep in ruined <laughs> balloons with no doves. There is a feather. He does at one point. He does. A, a feather yeah, is there, but no, but no doves. And Danny's getting really frustrated. He's just like, just back off. Just back off and let, let me breathe. Yeah, he's like... <laughs> He's You're taking like, up all my oxygen. <laughs> he's just like he's getting really frustrated. He's yelling at Allison. Allison yeah, is like, okay, I I think I've given you the benefit of the doubt. I really wanted this to work. You were my but last you seem chance. Really emotionally unstable and also bad at magic. Yeah, so. and also twenty five. So I'm probably going to <laughs> I'm probably going to leave now. <laughs> So they do. Hey, you're not yeah. the world's greatest magician or a kid. <laughs> so I'm not sure why. I'm not sure how we can help you here, Danny. <laughs> Have we you all... considered entering the, the world's most angry bad magician contest? <laughs> the world's most angry man. <laughs> so, 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 Alison and the aspiring world's greatest kid cameraman and her adult mentor, Paul. What's he called? Cedric? Is it, it? I think he's called Cedric, yeah. yeah. I, want, um, I keep wanting to say Gilbert because he's fulfilling the same kind of <laughs> yeah. nerdy archetype. Um, I yeah. like Cedric, though. He's, you know, he's all Cedric's, right. Yeah, Cedric's fine. Cedric's fine. So, yeah. So um, they head back out to the car, dejected. Obviously, I guess this is it. Um, they decide, well... I suppose that's the end. That's the end of our adventure. And then they open the boot to put some stuff in, and many doves fly out of the car. Yeah, right out of the trunk of the car. Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. Uh, we get a slow zoom on Danny's serial killer face in the window. Yeah, because um, <laughs> Alison's like, "Wow, the trick, all of that stuff where he couldn't do it, and when he was yelling at me up in his bedroom, that was all <laughs> he was screaming in my face. That, that was, was all part of the trick. That was all. That was all part of his act. And now the prestige, my car." <laughs> doves so you know, um, she's delighted she's like oh wow magic is real luckily very very luckily cedric happens to have been filming the opening of the car boot yeah uh, it's the it's the worst possible trick to audition with i think because 
it's predicated on you failing the trick like 15 times, them going, he can't do magic, turning off the camera, packing it away, and then but, oh, and then yeah. getting it back out to film them loading up their car as they leave. Yeah. And at that point, yeah, doves, bam, everywhere. Prestige, yeah. But confusingly, um, yes, in again, doing his little serial killer woman in black look out the window, <laughs> Danny doesn't seem to be... You would expect to see him be like, aha, aha, uh-huh. the prestige. But yeah, Alison, Alison says the expression on his face looked like fear. <laughs> Which, so. okay, in the context of everything that is to come in the film, doesn't make much sense. Yeah. No, <laughs> no. But it oh, is fine. it is pretty bloody compelling and mysterious. It is, yeah. But and the, and yeah. Mystic Max is impressed by the footage. You're right, Alison. Very impressive. Very impressive indeed. Mystic Max is so impressed he's decided that they found their last contestant, Danny, will be the the final contestant in what Alison describes as the coolest reality program ever filmed. Wrong. Yes, the search for the world's greatest kid magician. <laughs> So they're heading, they're heading, all the contestants are heading out to the Mystic, uh, the Mystic Mansion, the Magic yeah. Mansion, the Magic Mansion. Magic Mansion. Uh, they're on the streetcar, they're heading out to, I think it's like the Garden District in New Orleans. Um, it's a bunch of insufferable magicians all doing card magic on each other. I, I have it written down here that being on this bus of aspiring kid magicians is my actual nightmare. I can't imagine <laughs> anything worse. I would, well, I don't know, I think I'd probably just try and smash my body through the window to escape. Pull the emergency of- cord. Yeah, regardless and, yeah. of the speed it was moving. Uh, uh, but on the bus, we do meet one of the other um, aspiring America's yes. greatest, best kid magician. Kid magician, a guy called Brandon. He does a card trick uh, for Alison where he makes a card jump out of the deck of cards. Pretty good. And then, yeah. And then Danny says, that's child's play. Pick a card. And so he does that. And then he hurls the deck at the window and uh, Brandon's card is stuck to the window. And Brandon is confused and uh, astonished and everyone's yeah. like wow this this danny's the real deal again this will make little sense later on <laughs> yes yes it doesn't make sense at all because this is a trick that this we have an actual... all seen this is yeah. a, this is a normal magic trick right I'm, I'm sure it's extremely difficult i do not know how it's done and don't write in i don't care to learn <laughs> but you know the thing where you throw the cards and it's stuck to the inside of the, the stuck to the the other side of the glass. How could it? Yeah. How how could your card possibly have got there? So I mean, look, yeah. Brandon probably know, knows how this is done, right? Brandon I mean, is. Brandon seems like he's actually studied magic, unlike any of the other, yeah, people. They're, and the other contestant is a girl called Zoe as well. So there's yes. these three contestants: Danny, Brandon, and Zoe. We see criminally little of Zoe's magic through it's, in yeah. the course of the film. It's uh, it's a little harsh, but uh, the streetcar it pulls up outside um, a large sort of manse. I guess this is the magic mansion. Mm. Um, they walk inside, and Mystic Max, or yeah, Mystic Max is there, and he says to the kids, "I'd like you all to think of this bank foyer full of parrots and acrobats as your home." <laughs> <laughs> um, because it's a real yeah, there's sort of like acrobats and like wild animals in being rolled around in cages and knife jugglers and none things of just... which makes it onto the show <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's just going on at all times yeah. But yeah people are very rarely invited inside the mansion because every magic secret known to man is hidden within these walls yeah. like how to you know that one where you make it look like your thumbs coming off oh that's pretty good yeah that's probably in there how do they do that how to how you you get the um the scarves out of your sleeves yeah it's all in there 
That's a good one. The spinning um, bow tie. Wait, is that yeah. clowns? I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Um, Mystic Max is explaining this, and Danny is like, it's just all eye rolls and sighs. Like he does. Yeah. It's like, what is your deal? You were like, I'm so desperate to be on the show. It's my last chance. Yeah. And now he's there, and he's like, Ugh. he's showing a br- a broad contempt for uh, the world of close-up magic and magicianship <laughs> yeah so um I'm... mystic max says remember children you never know how strong your magic is until you test it <laughs> which again in the context of like palming cards and stuff doesn't yeah. make any sense it's just not true it would be like saying you never know how strong your mime is until you're put, <laughs> until until you're you put, put to your the... mime to the test <laughs> until you're put to the ultimate test Danny is acting like he doesn't want to be there. Alison is obviously very peppy and chipper. And yeah. Danny is is basically like, will you just f*** off, Alison? <laughs> and she's like, Alison, Alison is like, Danny, you have to be more charismatic. It's reality TV. And then yeah. he slams the door of his bedroom in her face. Yeah. Uh, which is a kind of, there's a recurring theme of this in this film. Of her sort of like pleading with the door of his bedroom that he slammed in her face. It happens yeah. like six times in the movie. Look, I've watched like a gazillion hours of these shows. Even the really gross ones, you know, where they have to dive into a vat of cockroach larvae. Well, and- what's your point? <sighs> the contestants who get the most screen time are the ones who are wildly charismatic, extremely competitive, and have usually overcome some heartbreaking obstacle to get here. Well, right now, the only heartbreaking obstacle in my life is you. <sighs> Come on, please. We're a team. Oh, yeah? Then, then how about a team cheer? Like, uh, go team, go! Asking Danny really nicely and reasonably to please help her or, 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 or just to talk. Like, yeah, I can tell something's going on, Danny. Please can we talk about it? And Danny's like, how about you talk to this? Bang! <laughs> yeah, and then he's like, <laughs> from, behind, from behind the door. We do, once they get into the mansion, sidebar, I do think it's kind of cool and kind of interesting that basically the whole film takes place in one building. I think that's yes. kind of fun. It's all sort of within the Magic Mansion. It's very um, obviously a bank that they've dressed. Very, so. very obviously. Yeah. Um. You. You. At this point, you start to get a sense of like how the TV show is going to look. And I think, from my point of view, this is the point where it became clear that this whole thing is a tax write-off for Mystic Max because there, <laughs> there are basically no cameras. There's no audience. It's like. Imagine if you just got all your friends together and said, right, now let's do the reality TV show. But no one filmed any of it and you just did it. And you, yeah. you were like, so, well, okay. there we go. So as an example, okay, um, the first, they, they cut to the next day and it's the first challenge of yes. this TV show. A basketball. Oh. 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 Wow. A rope. Oh. A broom. A 10-gallon aquarium. And a bed sheet. Wow, that is cool. Five very different yet common household items. And you have exactly 30 minutes to create an illusion using any or all of these five objects. In a reality show like, for example, RuPaul's Drag Race, just sure. to pick a reality show out of, out of thin air, yep. they are given a, a challenge at the start of the show and then there will be like literally 45 minutes of them like planning the challenge RuPaul will go around and talk to the contestants about yeah. their sort of thought process what they're thinking of what the sure. challenges they're going to face are this he goes you've got half an hour go and then it cuts to them like walking <laughs> on stage to do their trick <laughs> that's the only bit they film imagine if you tuned into the Great British Bake Off and it was one minute long and you know, it was just the <laughs> host like, being like well here are the cakes they made <laughs> 
Here they are. So what do you reckon? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Could, yeah. You, you don't know much about this baker, but he baked this. <laughs> There's no need to see the baker. What was the what's the theming behind this cake? Dunno, no time. We, <laughs> we, we, didn't we didn't we forgot to ask. We set the challenge, didn't film that, then they went off and planned it for a, for about a day, didn't film that either, and then they made the cake. <laughs> we just filmed that we just filmed the bit where they present it. But, so anyway, they cut to they cut to the uh the challenge portion of the of the TV show. And it's they show the intro sequence to the TV show. And it shows a lot of clips of like Danny doing tricks that I don't know when they filmed that because they arrived the day before. Yeah. He has done no magic up to this point. No. And yet they have all this like stock footage of him doing magic in the magic. Uh, and as will become clear, he actually has quite a problem doing magic on demand. Yes. It's, it's and, something you he know, can't just, do. Just basic tricks in general. Yeah. They showed this this intro sequence and I, I sort of checked the timeline to, just to check that I hadn't accidentally skipped forwards. Um, I'm like, oh no, we're only we're still only 22 minutes into this film, but they had all this like archive footage of stuff that happened during the events of the film, but they didn't show us. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's that. Look, what Andy's just described is going to become increasingly typical of now you see it, like mm. in in terms of its attention to detail and coherence. This is we've got the first challenge. I think it's a pretty good challenge. For, yeah. for a kid, best kid magician, here's some random objects. You have to make a magic trick out of them. Go. So Zoe from Philadelphia, um, yep. she kind of awkwardly levitates the basketball behind the sheet. Fine. Pretty good. Fine. Basic. What, what but... does Mystic Max score it? Uh, he gives her a seven out of ten. Yep. And he does that. that. He does that by holding up a, a big deck of numbered cards, and then yep. whoop, 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 one of them <laughs> sort of floats up. Mystic Max. Mystic Max, everyone. <laughs> the world's greatest. The world's greatest illusionist. This is the second trick we've seen Mystic Max perform. And the first one was, he said, look in your pockets. All of your room keys are oh, in yeah. there. Which you know is something that he does in Hotel Pass to pick up. <laughs> <laughs> At some point he went into all these children's pockets <laughs> without guess. them knowing. I guess. Yeah. I don't know um, unless his magic is real. His magic is real. But next up, it's Danny. Um, and Danny doesn't know what he's going to do. He says mm. to Alison, he's like, no idea. Here I go. Yeah. Um, Which so... is frustrating to Alison because she's like, hey, I'm trying to film you. And all he will do is sit there sullenly be looking yeah. grumpy. And she's like, hey, what's the plan? Can you tell me about your trick? You know, for, he's the t- like, for the TV show. He's like, oh, yeah, I'll tell you about my trick, Alison. It's a little trick called <laughs> off. <laughs> Slams door. Slams door. <laughs> <laughs> So Danny has the fish tank, the basketball, the rope, the broom and the sheet. Yeah. And Danny says he's going to make all the objects disappear. He doesn't seem sure about it. He's like, uh, I guess I guess they'll disappear. So he holds up the sheet and then drops it. And then there's this Go bizarre on. tableau. Just describe where... it as best you can. Okay, so the broom is standing upright with the basketball swinging around it, like on a rope, like a swing ball. Yep. And the fish tank is full of real snow. And then he he gathers up some snow, makes a snowball, and he throws it at Hunter, uh, who is shocked and appalled and complains that snow isn't one of the five props that they're allowed to use. Uh, Mystic Max agrees, and he docks Danny points for using snow, and Danny only gets a three. Oh, dear. For his incredible illusion. I think Danny's trick 
uh, is not good because the build it's sort of conceptually confusing yeah. i think and, and it's concept and but it'll be fine if he if he had a little lead up and you know it's all about the showmanship right it's the theater of the thing but yeah. danny basically stands there awkwardly going um uh i'll make them all disappear and then he doesn't do that he does something else which probably would be impressive if he'd done a you know like a big theatrical build up like how how could a man attach a basketball to a to a broom well, it's sort of con- it's it's too confusing i think if like if in the prestige yeah. um hugh jackman was like <laughs> i'm going to teleport across the stage but then he, <laughs> instead he revealed an aquarium full of snow <laughs> they, they look in the vats under the stage it's full of basketballs swinging around for us. <laughs> His Nikola Tesla is like I've made a machine that can create aquariums. <laughs> that's that's the only thing it does. I'm afraid it doesn't work very well. So no, yeah, no, this is this a bit is confusing because Danny doesn't seem to uh, know how he did this or why he did this. Yeah, um, he can't really explain it. Um, well, the next yeah, what happens next is that uh, Brandon goes up and he's using Danny as his assistant. Yes, um, he's going to make himself disappear. Sidebar: so- using one of the other <laughs> kid magicians as an assistant. Yeah, doesn't seem like a good thing for the tv show but. well especially not danny because danny holds up the sheet and drops it and th- has there's killed just, there's sort of it, like pained screaming and the camera swings around and we see that brandon has teleported over onto a like a knife thrower's wheel and is spinning out of control and he's just screaming and screaming and screaming yeah and danny looks confused and alarmed yeah allison is like danny what's going on what was that about and uh, Danny says "fuck off, Allison" and runs off into a hall of mirrors. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I've got I've got written down here. I like that Danny evades emotional conversations by disappearing into a hall of mirrors that are full of filled with clowns' laughter. <laughs> Honestly, it's the most. I I sometimes worry that like. People who, when we talk to people who listen to this podcast, they say, oh, I don't watch the films because I prefer your funny versions of them. Like, we are just describing what happens. If anything, there's stuff we have to leave out. You have to see it. Danny just runs into a hall of mirrors. It's full of clown laughter. Alison runs in. The camera starts spinning as if... The Disney Plus subtitles say clown laughter. That's all it says. Alison is like, there's no way I can pursue him through this hall of mirrors. I guess that's, I guess that's it. At this point, we've had one challenge. Yes. Uh, there are going to be three in the film, but don't let that fool you into thinking that that's the broad structure of the movie. <laughs> thinking it's got a, because it is a passable structure. <laughs> Honestly, at about the almost exactly halfway mark, this film is going to like hit the handbrake so hard and just do something else instead yeah. until the very end of the runtime but that well, was the first challenge i mean what happens next is the second challenge so it, it is lulling you into thinking this will be a regular structure so yeah. the second challenge each contestant receives a wand with a famous magician's name on it so zoe receives a wand with the name of alexander herman on it um brandon receives a wand with the name of harry blackstone and danny is given the wand with the name of harry houdini and the challenge is for each... <laughs> Don't you think it's a bit harsh that 
they give out these ones and it's right. famous magicians and two of the famous magicians are like my thing was i pulled rabbits out of hats and yeah my thing was i would make a light bulb levitate and my thing was i escaped I would be from drowning in a while, yeah. cha- while chained up <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah yeah all right imitate one of their tricks um okay <laughs> that's the yeah so that's the um uh the challenge is to oh, yeah, research yeah. the the magician and yes. uh, discover what their sort of their more, most famous trick was and to and to replicate it for the second challenge each contestant will receive a wand bearing a famous magician's name zoe oh, wow. <laughs> alexander herman Brandon. (laughs) Harry Blackstone. And last but not least, the great Harry Houdini is for Danny. The challenge for you three is to research your magician. Select and perform his most renowned trick. Buona fortuna. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like oh, you got yeah, you got the uh, the light bulb one, and you got the uh, you got, yeah, you got, and you've got John Wyman, the guy who used to do the bullet catch. So uh, <laughs> good luck, kid magician. <laughs> see how it's you notoriously did. difficult. You've got David Blaine. You will have to seal yourself <laughs> in a perspex box <laughs> for sixty days. <laughs> oh boy. Anyway. Um, oh. So Danny is in the library researching and Alison is like, oh, thank goodness, you're taking the competition seriously, finally. And he's yeah. like, no, Alison, I'm researching the magic mansion itself. I've heard it has many secret rooms and hidden chambers and all the secrets of magic are hidden here somewhere. But he's having trouble finding it. But Alison, being the puzzle solving master, has got an idea. Some of the books have markings on their spine. So line them up maybe and when you put them all together um it it is two serpents that are looking towards a symbol and they're like wow well i guess we have to find that symbol danny pulls a map that we haven't seen before from somewhere and it has a symbol on it and goes well look here's the symbol so i guess we just have to find this this and then they and then they go delving with cedric now yes. they go get cedric and they go delving into the into the bowels of the manor hey guys if i mention that i'm really 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 claustrophobic just get in here cedric i can't believe it we found Milo's secret library um i i guess this is the secret room of the owner and founder of the mansion whose name was Demilo, right antonio Demilo, yes the founder yes. of the of the magic mansion but they make their way into the the magic vault yeah uh which it seems has not been opened for centuries but all the candles are lit like in a skyrim dungeon cedric is losing his mind because he is medically claustrophobic and they keep just telling him to shut up yeah uh which is quite cruel but this is Demilo's secret library and mm. surely the secrets that uh, Danny seeks uh, here. But then Cedric finds another sort of twisty thing and he says, I wonder what this does. And he turns the dial and then, okay, then what happens yep. is a, a spinning a spinning top hat te- <laughs> te- teleports them back to the library. I mean, it's, I mean, that's what I've got written in my notes. It's, that, can't, that can't be what happens. I must have misunderstood. They... But and yet, what do we have to go by? But what we see on screen, 
And what we see on screen is a big swirling top hat is there. Spins into then, the camera. And then they are and then teleported. Teleport. For, for, like teleported for real. For, like literally really teleport. With no trap door. No sort of puff of stage smoke. They sort it's of like, dematerialize and then rematerialize in the library. In the library. And they all get up and dust themselves off and go, that was weird. We should go prepare for the next challenge. You've just been literally <laughs> teleported. This is huge. <laughs> Teleportation is real! You're supposed to be producers and camera people with noses for stories. Yeah. You're like, wow, I guess magic is real. Anyway, time you, to get yeah. on with work. <laughs> yeah, I guess the paranormal exists. Yeah. And we found a room, a se- we found a secret room in this mansion, and it has a button, and when you press the button, matter is destroyed and reconstructed at a point in the library. Yeah. And it appears to be able to transport living things. The scientific applications are huge. Yeah. It's like, it's what brundle is working on in the fly yeah but yeah but like, it's but can't can't make it work and then they're like well better go film uh like an a, yeah. a kid pretending to be harry houdini no stop the competition <laughs> stop. everything stops now everything has to stop now unfortunately <laughs> but no they sort of brush it off and they're on to the challenge this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, unfortunately, life doesn't come with a user manual. So when things aren't working for you, it's normal to feel stuck. Uh, navigating any of life's challenges can make you feel unsure, whether it's career change, a new relationship, or becoming a parent. But therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine called you, Luke. You. Ooh complex engine i like yeah. that description of me that's quite it's cool actually. that's cool well as the world's largest therapy service BetterHelp has matched three million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100 percent online plus it's affordable just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist if things aren't clicking you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime it couldn't be simpler there are no waiting rooms no traffic no endless searching for the right therapist learn more and save 10 percent off your first month at betterhelp.com slash mcc that's betterhelp h-e-l-p dot com slash mcc so it's time for the second challenge and the contestants are all going up to do their famous magic tricks zoe is doing herman's rabbit from the hat trick uh, she pulls out a lot of rabbits gets yep. a six which seems harsh because she has perfectly replicated herman's rabbit trick yeah, it's not her it's, fault that Herman's rabbit trick is it's not very exciting. played out, you know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know what else Mystic Max was hoping for, for from pulling rabbits from the hat. Mystic Max is just hoping for a nice, clear line to put on his tax return. <laughs> <laughs> the nice, big, fat paragraph. Yeah. Unfortunately, it was unfilmable and we had to liquidate the production. <laughs> it was a company. tax write-off. And, <laughs> so, yes, unfortunately. Um, yeah, and then uh, Brandon is up doing Harry Blackstone's um, levitating light bulb trick. Yep. Um, he gets an eight because light bulbs are more interesting than rabbits, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and then next up is Danny, who has wisely decided not to do the uh, milk jug water torture escape. But sure. instead, he's going to do Houdini's famous elephant vanishing trick. He doesn't have an elephant, so what he has instead is Brandon dressed as an elephant. And he's like, and now to do another one of my confusing tricks. So the elephant will disappear. And then uh, he raises the sheet. We hear a lot of screaming from behind the sheet. The sheet drops and now Brandon is on a mechanical bull. Um, yeah. Which, again, not part of Houdini's trick. No. He is not graded on it by Mystic Max. The mechanical um, bull bucks Brandon painfully to the ground and he's hurt quite badly. He's hurt quite badly. 
yeah. shatters his hip on the floor. Um, um, and, and yeah. Danny runs away. At this point, everything kind of grinds to a halt because yes. for some for some reason this is unacceptable. It's the it's- last straw for Hunter, particularly. He's demanding that um, yeah. uh, Danny be thrown off the show, and then Hunter Fair is enough. like. Hunter is like, hey, maybe it wasn't a trick. Maybe magic is real. <laughs> and, everyone, and everyone slowly turns to Hunter. And goes, I'm sorry. Why are you here again? Because Hunter's like, there's no way he could have done that. That light, In a bulb, contest light bulbs magician. don't float. Where did the rabbits come from? Rabbits don't live in hats. But Alison is like, look, Danny, I know it's against the magician's code, but just tell... Hunter, how you did the trick, and we can all move on. Yeah, tell and everyone Danny's... how you teleported, you know, him, Brandon, onto the mechanical bull. But Danny says, Hunter is right. I have magical powers. My magic is real. My magic is real. And then Mystic Max walks in and goes, you're the, you're the best one here. You've claiming to be real. All the great magicians did it. You've really learned to play this oh game. Oh, my God. Uh, th- this was when, this was when my, like cold attitude towards magicians hardened into something <laughs> into something more sinister oh god and I was just, I was just, it's just oh for i think i just said out loud oh for god's sake <laughs> <laughs> mystic max like yeah danny well done of course a great magician would claim to have real magic powers yeah danny is like but i do i really do and he's like, well, then Danny, you won't mind Danny, me getting Danny. T- Danny. Oh, Danny, Danny, Danny. Sweet Danny. Sweet Danny. Then you won't mind me getting together the Worldwide Skeptics Society to test your claim. Of which I am the president. Mm. At which point it becomes even clearer that Mystic Max has no investment at all in this reality TV show. <laughs> Because he's trying to debunk the powers. I'm sorry, are you doing this to a schedule? Are you paying the carpenters and the lighting team? Or are you perfectly willing to stop your reality TV show to get in the worldwide sceptic society and without filming any of it, basically have a very long conference where you interrogate Danny and try to figure out if his magic is real? Alison persuades Danny to be to, to basically stand trial in front of the Worldwide Skeptic Society, which yeah. for some reason this trial includes several magic skeptics <laughs> and also a, a medium, a, like a self-proclaimed a, a self-proclaimed spirit medium. Danny he does explain a bit to Alison about what's going on. He's he's like, oh, fine, I'm a freak with real magic powers. Yes. Turns out that three years ago he was walking to school. Um, at the age of 21 and he saw a, <laughs> he saw a cool skateboard in the window and he thought about how much he wanted it and two seconds later it was under his feet and he was riding it another time a guy was picking on him and he wished that the guy would get lost and then he vanished and was found up a tree later i think danny sugarcoating it that guy was found dead that guy was found hanging from that tree um, <laughs> oh, no. he says i can't control my magic allison and again i mean he can because he did that card trick on the bus Yes. Flawlessly. Yes. So Danny uh, doesn't Danny does real magic. He can't control it. It's untamed wild magic. It happens mm, spontaneously sometimes. Sorcery. It's yeah. Uh, he doesn't have any sleight of hand. He's not doing real magic and stage magic. He's got mm. no stage magic. <laughs> He's got no stage magic skills, and yet he does the card trick earlier. Yeah. He's like, I can't get up in front of the panel, either nothing will happen and they'll think he's a fraud. Or 
his powers will get out of control and he'll end up on some government operating table next to the fish boys and the mummies. <laughs> I have a note that I don't want to be dissected by the government is maybe what we should have called this podcast. Because, <laughs> because so far, so far it's proving to be a sort of more occurring trope than a mum who can't a cook. A mum who can't cook. I which swear again, it really does happen. It's just in virtue of like the order in which we're doing these. I promise there yeah. are many non-cooking mums to come. But so far we've had many more instances of people not wanting to be dissected by the government <laughs> anyway she per- she persuades him to go and face the uh the panel and do you remember how in uh mom's got a date with a vampire when they want to test if dimitri's a vampire they let the accused vampire decide what the test of being a vampire should be yeah seems like a bad idea seems like a bad idea well here the worldwide skeptic society has this boy who, who who they're like, oh, oh, he's claiming that magic is real and he's claiming his magic is real. We must debunk him. All right, what trick will you do for us? Don't let him set the trick. <laughs> Don't yeah. let him set the trick because if he who is if, if he is what you say he is, he will simply do one of yeah. his impressive magic tricks. And you'll they're be like, sitting... wow, how did the light bulb get up in the air? Yeah, so they're all sitting on sort of normal office chairs and he sort of like, presumably off camera drags on this big elaborate chair. Wooden sits throne, yeah. And he's yeah. like, um, oh, I, I'll try and do my magic. And he levitates out of the chair. And the panel is astonished. Yeah, in the um, worldwide, being the worldwide skeptic society. society. <laughs> they're they're tearing <laughs> their hair out. They're, they're selling all of the... They're spending all their money. They're, like, everything Whoa. is a lie. <laughs> Whoa, the, to, half of his thumb came off and then he put it back on. Oh, my God. <laughs> How did he do it? I repent. His magic is real. Magic is real. I... Um, they're all tearing their eyes out of their heads <laughs> but um mystic max is like oh you fools this is a special chair that has a levitating mechanism in it and yeah. so everyone's like oh he's just a very good showman well done and they all applaud him danny's a performer like all performers but a mighty clever one don't you think But because they haven't proven that his magic is real, yeah, um, Danny is still el- eligible for the grand finale. Um, yeah. And, you know, Alison and him have fallen out because uh, after they debunked his levitating, uh, Danny yes. did his sixth or seventh storm off of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then he Slammed yelled at Alison again. Mm. So they've fallen out. She's like, eh, you know, maybe he'll win. And that's fine. But it's a strictly business relationship now. And I'm like, I mean... What made you think you were friends? Yeah, Danny has done nothing but put, uh, like belittle and yell at you for this entire movie. Non-stop door slamming. Yeah, and um, Cedric is like, oh, but he's good at he's good at magic tricks, though, isn't he? Again, everyone seems to have forgotten that they literally teleported. Yeah, it's, it's but, not um, impressive to them. Yeah, yeah. Alison is like, oh, it's just you know, it's all tr- tricks, isn't it? It's, you know, she's a bit like you. She's like, oh, it's all just done with like levers or something. Let's yeah. figure. Let's. I'll prove how he did the dove trick. Let's have a look at the tape. So yes. she gets out their tape of the um, of the dove trick that the footage that uh, Cedric shot at Danny's family home. Yeah. And they they look at the to- tape and they scrub through the footage, and then they see the doves appear out of literally nothing. Like it's sort of poorly composited. <laughs> yeah, like it's like it's a fairly ropey visual yeah, effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is kind of fun to see that ropey visual effect freeze framed, and they're like, "Look here, there's a bunch of dove PNGs floating around." And <laughs> yeah, one frame yeah. before, none of the that yeah. <laughs> there are no dove PNGs on the timeline. Wow, check that out. But this is where, yeah, this is where Allison realizes that Danny's not a magician; he's a wizard. Did, did you see that? 
Back it up. Um, back it up. Those doves came out of nothing. Now you see it. Now you don't. It's a miracle. Absolutely. Without <laughs> a doubt. Kenny's not a magician. It's a wizard. Okay, yeah. So this yeah. is the point at which the film decides that um, it's sort of lost interest in the whole magic contest thing. And instead, yeah. it goes into this sort of intrigue plot between Mystic Max and Danny. So Alison goes to Danny's room to, um, to let him know that she knows his magic is real. But he's not there. Um, he's not in the library. He's not even in the secret vault that everyone's just in and out of all day now. But she tracks him down to Mystic Max's office. And uh, they're, they're having a, a chat in his private chamber. So she goes to the next room and she eavesdrops through the grate. And she also yes. starts filming through the grate with her little handy cam because she's a, a news hound. Yeah. And Max is revealing, he's, he's, he says to Danny, I know about your powers. That's right. Being president of the Worldwide Skeptic Society is the perfect cover because, Danny, every generation, one or two sorcerers are born with magic abilities. I am one of these true sorcerers, Danny, and so are you. <gasps> Mystic Max is yes. a real sorcerer. He's a real sorcerer. He created the show hoping it would act as a lure to bring out one great sorcerer. Wrong. Bad. <laughs> what you did was a visual puzzle in a poster. How is that going to lure out real sorcerers? Why would it's... a real sorcerer be particularly interested in... Why, okay, why would a real sorcerer be particularly interested in, in the world of stage magic? <laughs> of card magics and stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What he wants you, to do yeah. is like look for unexplained phenomenon. He, he needs an X-Files like... Yeah thing he needs to go around and find like kids who've like electrified arcade machines or like magic uh, uh tony hawk into their back garden to do skateboarding yes. tricks for them or something not like who can look at a poster and see a web on it and go ooh website oh i'll go to demilo.net and enter the competition <laughs> oh yeah well you must be a powerful sorcerer oh, a powerful or, sorcerer indeed or you're just like a puzzle solver a puzzle solving mortal like allison yeah, um, Alison yeah, figured it, it out. She's not a powerful sorcerer. Mystic Max has got exceptionally lucky finding a real wild magic sorcerer. In... Yeah, he was like, oh, I'll pick a hundred kids who can do puzzles and maybe one of them will be a sorcerer. And <laughs> amazingly, he was right. But yeah, he's saying that um, Danny is young and untrained um, and that's why his powers are out of control. So he's yeah. going to help him harness the power. He's going to be his mentor. But Mystic Max is, is like, okay, I'm going to give you this special ring uh, which will keep your powers in check and you need to wear that. And he puts it on. Danny does, and he's like, "Wow, I feel, I feel so good. I feel like a normal kid for yes. the first time." Yeah. So he's like, he's feeling good towards his new mentor, Mystic Max. Allison got the whole thing on tape, but then uh, Danny, Danny leaves, and she carries on filming, and in walks Paul, the mentor, producer, <gasps> who, who is now dressed all in black. Yeah, he's now sort of looking all evil and mystic max is like well of course this danny has the potential to be more powerful than i could ever be but he he can't remove that magic limiting ring himself and by tomorrow i'll have stolen his powers just like i did to antonio de milo before him (gasps) no mystic max he's not only a real sorcerer but a bad sorcerer sounded to me like that went pretty well He clearly has the potential to be more powerful than I'll ever be. That's why it's imperative we keep a close eye on him. Not that it's a problem. As long as no one removes that ring from his finger, he's no threat. Because, as you know, he can't remove it himself. And by this time tomorrow, 
His powers will be mine. Alison tries to tries to warn Danny about this. She tells him all about the power stealing. He's but Danny isn't convinced. But she's well, like, well, yeah. I've got pr- I've got proof. That's right. I've got this videotape. Now let's go to the adult producers and they can show it to you instead of me just showing it to you now. Yeah. So Alison bursts into this room and is like, magic is real. Magic <laughs> is real. And, <laughs> and I've got the Max proof. And is a wicked sorcerer. Um, and Danny's a sorcerer. But Mystic Max is an evil one and I have the proof. And and he, the proof is on this tape. Let me hand it to Mystic Max. <laughs> Thank you. Rubs rubs his thumb. Rubs rubs his thumb on it for a little while. In view of everyone, he's just like rub, 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 rub. And then they put the tape in. What's this? Just static. And Mystic Max is like, yeah. Looks like Allison's lost her mind and thinks magic is real. I suggest she be sent home immediately. Yeah. And she's like, Danny, tell them that your magic is real. And Danny. In a line that I think is on par with Go Marnie, it's just an evil spell that freezes us, oh. says, No, Alison, I'm just a normal kid magician who happens to be a truly impressive trickster. That's all. You're probably just overwrought and overworked. We've been asking an awful lot of you team producers. The pressure was bound to get to one of you. Danny, please tell her. D- D- Danny, please. Tell them what, Allison? I'm just a normal kid magician who happens to be a truly impressive trickster. That's all. Anyway, Allison is sent home for her mental well-being because she thinks magic is real. Yeah, which you know, yeah, fair enough. I'll be like, okay, it, what when? Oh, also, the producer says, look, we're pushing you all pretty hard. We sh- it, the pressure was bound to get to one of you, teen producers. <laughs> yeah, so like, right. That her, we knew this would happen. Yeah, her threshold for like making great TV is obviously we want at least one of these kid producers to have a full mental breakdown and burst into my office screaming that magic screaming is real that magic is and real. that Mr. Max is an evil producer. An Frankly, evil sorcerer. If we look, if we shatter two of their minds, we're pushing them too hard. If we don't shatter yeah. any, we could stand to be pushing them a little harder. Yeah, so this, this is this, it's not going to yeah. be great TV until you yeah. shatter at least one mind. <laughs> so they're like. Yeah, they just send Alison home. Don't even call her parents. There's no like, come get your daughter. I've shattered yeah. her mind with my no TV pastoral show. care. She's just sort of booted out the front with her <laughs> suggestion. Yeah, left to get on the streetcar. Just headed head back into the French Quarter, I guess. We pop back to the framing narrative briefly. Alison explains to the camera. She's like, I thought that Danny and I were friends. Why? Every interaction you've had in this movie has been hostile. I don't yeah. know why you think that you were friends. Alison, bless her, she's not ready to give up just yet because she has she she has the sense that Danny's in real danger and because Danny and her are best friends she knows that she <laughs> she knows she has to do everything she can to rescue Danny so you know she does what any great news hound would do she goes on the hunt she gets she fires up the internet and yeah. she finds a website Mm-hmm. A GeoCities website about yeah. what was the name? Was it Antonio De Milo? Antonio De Milo, yeah. Antonio De Milo, the the founder of the magic uh, mansion, mansion, yeah, which Allison knows now had his magic absorbed by Mystic Max in an evil well, it, magic yes. grab. It turned out that a prop that he'd worked with a thousand times fell on him during a live performance and crushed his skull. And there's a photo of him in his coffin, for some reason, (laughs) on this website. And in the coffin, he's wearing the ring, the one that drains a magician's power and and now sits on Danny's very finger. Not a very chill website to just have, like, a picture of the His open casket. You don't get that on Wikipedia. Yeah, right. right. Um, So she's like, I need to get the ring off Danny's uh, finger or he'll lose his powers too. Now... Isn't that what Danny wants? 
though to to lose well, his powers. I don't know if Danny wants to lose his powers. He certainly seems like he's enjoying not having any powers. Mm. But Mystic Max has said, like, I'll take you under my wing and we can hone and harness and control your powers. And then you can teleport Tony Hawk into your back garden. When yeah, you exactly, want. for some sick 900s. Well, Alison isn't having any of that. So she heads back to the... Uh, to the magic mansion she needs to get back in so allison is like oh my gosh mystic max um uh, not only did mystic max kill demilo or have him killed or something but this ring is gonna suck all of danny's powers and now i have proof in the form of this geocities website so she needs to get back into the mansion so she smuggles herself in in a big box yeah i guess she just got in um the it's like a magic prop, the one of those boxes you put swords through. Yeah. I guess she just got in it somehow. I guess there was no need to show how that happened. It is a smash cut to the box being wheeled in and Hunter signing for it and going, yep, yeah. this is good and fine. But yeah, they're setting up for the big finale. Danny's parents are there to see him. Uh, Brandon is having a sequin crisis. Uh, Danny is asking how he's going to do his final trick if his powers are in check. Uh, to Misty Max, he says, "Maybe I should take the ring off." And Misty Max is like, "No, no, no!" Uh, I mean, <clears throat> no, I mean, no, dear. Remember how you felt bef- when before? It's best to leave it on, dear boy. So yes, the final challenge: who will be the greatest kid magician? Uh, Brandon comes out dressed like Austin Powers and starts doing the trick with the light up thumbs and then some kind of bullshit <laughs> card stuff. Real Joe <laughs> Joe Bluth energy in this. <laughs> I, I actually think Brandon's performance is pretty pro. You know, like compared to all of the other stage magic you've seen, poor Brandon. You know, caught yeah. up in this web of intrigue of real magic. Little does Brandon know that Mystic Max has has nothing but disdain for stage magic because it's not because it's not real. So he's out there with a dagger clamped between his teeth, like gyrating to, yeah. to the final countdown by Europe. Brandon's doing the, exactly the kind of stage magic that everyone expects to see, and you yeah. know, I think people are loving it. We also see. Um, we don't see Zoe's trick. We see Zoe take to the stage, and then the ca- and then the camera cuts sort of away. Jig- jigs around with a top hat for a bit. Yeah, and the camera. Like, well, like, no need to see yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. We get the idea. There are only um, three you could afford to show. <laughs> <laughs> There's a remarkably little magic trick. Yeah, few magic tricks in this magic movie. Um, Hunter, the producer, he sees Allison getting out of the um, the box. He follows. He follows her, and he's like, "What are you doing here? How did you get here?" And she's like. Uh, 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 and then just, she just runs off into the Hall of Mirrors where it's impossible to follow anyone. So <laughs> Hunter runs in, is immediately surrounded by laughing clowns. By laughing clowns. And Alison has escaped. And that's the, the last we time. see of him. So presumably yeah. Hunter gets like got by it or something. But yeah, for the second time in the movie, this clown mirror maze yeah. is just, you can just run in there and and, <laughs> and escape. Yeah. But then, uh, so Danny is up. Danny is up next. Uh, he's mm. getting ready to go on, and then Allison is like, Psst, "Danny," and he's like, "Oh, for fuck's sake, you, you again! I hate you so much, my Allison. hated enemy, Allison! Stop trying she's to like, help me." She's like, "That's right, it's me, your friend, Allison." Um, oh, buddy, like, look at this. Pal. Look at this web web page. Look at this GeoCity site. Demilo wore the ring. Uh, you've got to take it off, and he's like, "No, I won't. I won't do it. I'm going to go out says, and do my trick." Well, how about this? At least try and take the ring off, then put it back on again quickly. And if and if I'm wrong, 
you will be able to do that and danny's like no way i won't e- simply no way <laughs> i won't even i won't even try and take it off even for a second just take it off danny what's gonna happen but then he goes out um so the idea is that mystic max is going to do the magic for him off stage right yeah so he goes out to do the trick that him and mystic max have developed together <laughs> which is lifting a 1000 pound weight over his head <laughs> Again, Mystic Max, <laughs> one of the world's greatest illusionists. What what treat for the senses will he have cooked up tonight? Hey, Danny's Danny's this is pretty heavy. Could a man lift this? Yeah. No. Well then. Yeah. <laughs> also, so... it's not helped by the fact that they clearly could not get a real weight for the film, so it looks like a fiberglass <laughs> like, prop made made of like painted sponge or something. Yeah, so Danny starts to try and lift this weight. Um, he's having trouble with it. And the crowd, who I guess have apparently never seen a magic show before, are like, <laughs> it's a It's a crowd of hunters. They're like, hey, he said he could magically lift it, but he can't. It's heavy. Yeah, he should have lifted it straight away. Otherwise, he can't do it. But then Max off off stage, he's gesturing and uh, he, he starts to lift it. It's up. It's over his head. And so now it's floating. The crowd are loving it. Yeah. Uh, Danny is still stood right underneath it. Um, For some but reason. But then suddenly it drops and he Danny is nearly killed. He's only able to avoid it thanks to Alison shouting. And so he sort of ducks out of the way and the weight crashes through the stage. So Mystic Max was going to murder this child. Yeah, he was going to crush him on stage in front of, I mean, presumably cameras. Cameras. Uh, yeah. His his own parents. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just use magic to, like, kill him in the night. Or something. Yeah, like, just, just magically there, constrict his chest so he can't breathe. Even, like, putting aside how horrific it is, it's a terrible plan. Like, hover this big weight above him, and then we're going to wait about 30 seconds, during which time I assume Danny will not move even one foot to the left or right yeah. or forwards or backwards, which would, you know, get him out of weight-crushing right. range. Also, I mean, this is this happens on the set of a television show that's being filmed. So this is covered by all sorts of like workplace safety regulations. If yeah. a child magician is killed doing a magic <laughs> trick on a magic <laughs> reality show, uh, uh, like, Andy, Andy, if a kid if a kid magician is crushed by a thousand pound weight on your reality TV show, I think the tax man would understand why it wasn't <laughs> broadcastable, and the production company had to be liquidated. But also, oh, you are yes. legally criminally responsible <laughs> for that child's death. You're going to be paying his parents millions and millions of dollars in punitive damages. Also, his extremely violent and unpleasant death when a weight falls on him and like telescopes his body down oh, into the stage. Yeah, you know, you know what wouldn't be covered by that if the kids slipped on the marble floors and tipped over the balcony of your weird magic mansion and fell onto the yeah floor below during the middle of the night or do the show like normal and then when the show is over and danny's gone home use magic to like kill yeah. him in the night <laughs> kill him with psychic knives from miles away <laughs> but presumably mystic max's actual magic is limited to things like levitating heavy things around and making a rock'em sock'em robot do punches so unless he can sort of get danny in a position where he can do one of those things <laughs> he's really he's really his really quite was, powerless he's like i know i'll drop a big weight on him danny go and stand next to all of those little medieval night puppets no reason <laughs> now get him boys <laughs> 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 yes yeah. danny you fell right into my trap 
So now Danny realizes that Max is evil, um, but luckily Allison is in the the sword cabinet and she's able to uh, pop out and remove the ring from Danny herself because only someone else can do it. And so now begins the great magic duel between oh. these sorcerers. Uh, Max fires Danny into the sky <laughs> and then just sort of makes him spin around and everyone's like, oh, hey, hey, pretty good. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> His parents are like, oh, nice. Nice. Good. But then... <laughs> But then, um, so what happens? You can then, do it. You can do it. Is that Danny just boldly state what happens? Danny currently, I, I don't know, 30, 40 feet in the air. Yeah. Then does an an M Bison Psycho Crusher from the sky <laughs> towards Mystic Max, and somehow sort of projects the ring onto Max's finger. Yep. Mac, so the ring is now on Max's finger, and then the yep. two of them collide, sure. and Max sort of vanishes in a puff of smoke. Yep. And then Danny is like, ta-da! And everyone's like, oh, yes, very good. And ev- and everyone is like, uh, okay, all right. Yeah. Uh, there was not really any narrative to this trick, but I, yeah. I guess I like that everyone <laughs> flew around and stuff. And then it cuts back to Alison in the framing narrative going, so that was it. That was it! Okay, the film begins with her saying, some people say Danny was never real to begin with. <laughs> he doesn't then disappear at the end of the film. Well, well, um, yeah. So she says that Max must have gotten Paul to take the ring off him because by the time we returned to the production office, every single show tape had mysteriously disappeared. But then someone made them mysteriously reappear in this room. And then I cut together everything you just saw. So, like, even the bits where there was no cameraman or, you yeah. know, her on her laptop in a coffee shop or all of that stuff, she cut all that together. Or when there were, like, three camera angles. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Danny, there's no yeah. mystery. <laughs> <laughs> once, once he realised that Max was still out there, he went into hiding to hone yes. his skills and get real control of his powers before they meet again. That's right. They're setting up a sequel. So these warring sorcerers will kill us all, right? <laughs> I guess, I suppose. Um, it's hard to know where to be. I mean, that's the end of the film, right? Um, um, yeah, so she says, I hear he's definitely getting stronger each and every day. <sighs> um, actually, I do know where he is. And then the top hat teleport does it again. <laughs> the top hat teleport spins into the screen and suddenly she's where... Uh, Danny is, and they're and they're hugging, and then the film ends. Yeah. So, uh, so, so, so. Um, so the the world that the film leaves us with <laughs> is one in which there are two powerful sorcerers who wish to kill each other. Yeah. They have unlimited magical powers. They're currently <laughs> training and honing their destructive capabilities, and one day they will meet each other in a magical duel yes. that will destroy the. Uh, Eastern Seaboard. Now, look, that's a film that I would watch. <laughs> and for me, there are so many problems with this movie, I think. Yes. But for me, fundamentally, when I really think about it, and I have really, really thought about it, I think the problem with this movie is that... Go on. Fundamentally, real magic, the idea of real magic, and stage magic are like total opposites narratively like one Mm -hmm. is magic one's about entertainment so like it it's not actually as natural a fit as the film wants it to be to have a story about stage magic where some of the stage magicians turn out to be real sorcerers 
And I think that's why, like, because you're comfortable with the idea of stage magicians and you're settling into the film and you're like, okay, I get it. It's a reality TV show. It's a drama about aspiring kid magicians. And then yeah. it's like, no, sweep that off the table. Forget stage magic. Why is Mystic Max pretending to be a stage magician? Yeah. Also, why does he need other magicians magic if all he's using his magic for is to do like card tricks yeah because he like he literally murdered one guy to gain his magic power so he can do what two card tricks at the same time mystic max should be should hate stage magic he should be on a mission a mission to kill stage magicians for, for deigning to impersonate his true sorcerer's power mystic max here's what you do step one magic some money there isn't a step two your magic is real. You don't need to be doing this. I mean, he he lives in a giant mansion. Maybe he did. If you want to live a life of secrecy and hide your skills from the world, fine. But just like magic some money. Don't use your magic to augment a stage magic career. That sounds exhausting and completely unnecessary. Or just like be a sorcerer and rule the world. <laughs> but he doesn't say what he's... Why he wants more magic powerful. Why he's searching for other sorcerers. I don't know. It's like, oh, yeah, I, I need to find another sorcerer and take their power. Well, he's, yeah, he was like, there's no, way I can, there's no way I can share power. He's like Sauron. He doesn't want to share the power. But why not? Why don't you tell, why don't you find Danny and be like, hey, you're a magician as well. Guess what? Now you're a franchisee yeah. of the Mystic, Mystic Max Incorporated. Yeah, you're Mystic Max Jr. You're doing all my stage shows. You're doing and I'm my sitting stage in shows. the Mystic Manor yeah, making 30%. And you're, and you're kick, yeah, you're kicking it up to old Mystic Max <laughs> yeah, up here. Right. I suggest we go out and find more real wizards and, and get them in this pyramid scheme. Yeah. It's like, it's... oh, Danny must never figure out because then he he would take all of what I have, which is he would be, to be he has the potential to be more powerful than I ever was. <sighs> and again, the power that he's talking about is making sort of cards come out of a pack and fly around the room. Why, Max? It's just I don't understand any any of the characters in this film's motivations, except maybe Allison, who just wants to be the world's greatest kid producer. Yeah, oh, I mean, not that that happens or anything because i guess you know does does the show ever air i guess not because mystic max vanishes well and... yeah yeah but she does have all the tapes and she cut together this movie from those tapes yes um, yes so what you're watching is is that is that yeah oh it doesn't make any sense at all maybe this film raises the very good question of like what if you could do real magic but not much (laughs) (laughs) you could you could do real magic but you could only use it to do stage magic tricks yeah and not impressive stage magic tricks like darren brown does but kind of like first draft you know kids christmas present first box of magic stuff yeah like linking rings and and cards and yeah yeah yeah. like what if you could only do that maybe that's why he needs that everyone else's real magic powers because if he combines everyone's (laughs) he might be able to do something actually good what if you had genuinely possessed the power to magically create endless handkerchiefs from your skin (laughs) you're like why was i cursed (laughs) yeah so that's what he's doing he's so every all of these wild magic sorcerers yeah. can do basic slice of hand and leisure demand. Yeah. But if you if you kill another one, you get like n- another 0.5 magic points. <laughs> and when you get to like 20 magic points, then you can like fly or something cool. Yeah. Or, so or that's something, tr- something that other stage magicians can already do, you know, give the illusion of doing. Yeah. yeah. You can live in a box for 60 days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's how Blaine does it. 
He's stolen uh, a lot his of magic other is real. power. Yeah, his magic is real. Well, so that was that that film. Yeah, um, I will say I, I I enjoyed like the aesthetic of it. It's so like early two thousands. Um, yep. And the whole like the the magic mansion and the the old like the magic aesthetic is something that I I enjoy. I know you don't, Luke, but uh, I don't get a huge kick out of it. But I um but but I I can tell that the film is actually made with quite a lot of like love and reverence for that scene if mm. you know what i mean uh yeah. i mean it don't get me wrong i bet if you were a magician watching this film you'd be like this sucked and all of it was wrong <laughs> yeah. and it probably could have been made with more research and more reverence but you know it's a it's a real earnest attempt to make close-up magic uh <laughs> cool Seem on cool. the disney channel um yeah. and you know i respect the effort there you go i respect the effort mom can't cook podcast <laughs> let us know your thoughts on now you see it um maybe maybe you've maybe it made more sense to you than yeah. it did to us maybe it's like very clear what everyone's motivations were yeah maybe um but if if so drop us a note at mum can't cook pod at gmail.com we've loved seeing all of your emails we always do and it was an especially bumper crop this week because mm. last episode andy put out the call uh he sent up the flare for you all to send in your best line reads um, for the line from Halloween Town when Debbie Reynolds says, go, Marnie, it's just an evil spell that freezes yeah. us. And so, so many of you rose to the occasion, yeah. rose to the Wait, challenge. Let me, let me try one. <clears throat> okay, okay, go on. Go, Marnie, it's just an evil spell that freezes us. Pretty good, pretty good, pretty good, pretty yeah. good, pretty good. Okay, for like a bit it. of more of kind of upbeat. Yeah, no, it's nice. Of- yeah. yeah, like why? Why does it have to be? Yeah, why does yeah. it have to be a negative thing? Why do? Yeah, just you should find the positive in everything, even being frozen by an evil spell. Go, Marnie! It's just an evil spell that freezes. Also good, but you know what? Not nearly as good as all of the <laughs> line reads that you sent in. We can't play them all because there are so so many. Um, <laughs> but we have listened to them all, uh, and um, yeah, we've picked a, we've picked a few um, that we especially loved. Uh, we loved them all, but these these are the ones that we um, that we wanted to play because we thought they were excellent, and we thought you'd get a kick out of them too. So, first up is this one from Sam, who actually sent us a video, uh, and you know, props to you, Sam. Even got like dressed up for the occasion. Yeah, uh, costume and everything. Yeah, cosplaying Debbie Reynolds' character. Uh, so this is the line read from Sam. Uh, go, Marnie. It's just an evil spell that freezes us. Damn, that was good. It's good. I like the the drawn out us. I know, I know. That's actually a recurring theme. Quite a few people have taken the freezing nature of the spell and I see. Used it, yeah, to use it to kind of draw out the the us. I mean, I mean, I don't want to put words in Sam's mouth, but I wonder if that's what uh, what that's what uh, Sam is going for there. Uh, yeah. Next up, this one from Mary, um, which I think is is pretty rad. Give it a listen. Go, money. It's just an evil spell that freezes us. It's good. It's good. good. Yeah. I like it goes in some very unexpected directions. <laughs> it does. Um that line read has the same structure as now you see it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go money. <laughs> yeah. World's greatest kid magician. Magic is real and there's Magic an evil sorcerer and he's trying to kill him a kid magician. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's good. Um, Okay, right. Uh, Our next one is Igor Ferreira. Go, Marnie. 
it's just a different spell that freezes us. Oh, I like that. It's good, right? That's a yeah. good one. It's, yeah. it's understated, but urgent. Urgent, yeah. There's the sense yeah. of drama. Yes, it's good. Like if someone said that to me, I'd be like, I will go. I'm I will, going now. I will go, Marnie. And I understand yeah. the nature of the spell. <laughs> <laughs> you've conveyed all the information <laughs> you, I needed. You, you've given me all the clues. <laughs> yeah, all the clues I needed. <laughs> Um, okay, this next one uh, is from Joshua. I think this one is excellent. Go, Marnie. It's just an evil spell that for, for, freezes. Uh... Oh, I like the way that us is cut off. I know, powerful stuff. Powerful. But also, um, Joshua there has interpreted the freezing as a kind of icy freezing. Yes. You can tell I, from the shivering. Yeah, you can tell from the kind of shiver. Oh, uh, you interpret it as shivering. I interpreted it more like the character was very badly hurt. It was like bleeding out <laughs> or something. Like, Battle damaged <laughs> Debbie Reynolds. <laughs> go, you got to get out of here. Oh, no, I was, it was more like, go, go, oh, man. Man. go, man. It's just an evil spell that freezes. You see, it's open to interpretation, like and all that, the best performances. Exactly. And that's why it's so good. Either way, yeah. very good work, Joshua. The only problem I think with that one is that obviously we know the real function of the line is to let the audience know that it's just a film and to not be scared yeah, to not be scared about and, all the yeah i think that line, is too, that line is too dramatic um yeah. the final line reading that we have actually comes via harry mcintyre um friend of the uh, show yes friend of the show um harry mcintyre from netflix's the last kingdom and also the voice of noah in xenoblade chronicles 3 yeah um yeah also twitch streaming over at twitch.tv forward slash harry mcintyre um yeah. check him out over there but yeah this so a professional voice actor here yeah uh, we know we know Harry because um, uh, he was good enough to step in on on a live D and D venture um, when I couldn't make it one time, and mm. um, you know uh, we, we've we've kept in touch, and so Andy Andy reached out and said, "Hey Harry, you claim to be a good actor, do you? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you, do you yeah. want to put your professional reputation on the line by doing by doing?" By doing by yeah. reading a terrible line from a Disney Channel original movie. Yeah, and quite understandably, Harry said, no, of course not. <laughs> what are you? Why would I ever do that? No, not at all. Harry is lovely, and so he did. Um, yep. And we got just some, some little notes from Harry on, on his performance as well um, before. So let's, uh, let's have that. So um, to explain my thinking, um, in my read, uh, I'm being frozen as, as the line continues. So hopefully you'll hear that um, solidifying of the water content in my body uh, in the performance. I'll let the performance um, ultimately speak for itself. Go, Marnie! It's just an evil spell that freezes us. Very, very powerful yes. stuff there. I mean, I can feel... I can feel the freezing. Yeah, you can feel the spell taking hold of Harry's body. Yeah, you can feel like the cells crystallizing and I know. shutting down. That's ve- that's powerful. I just that's want powerful to stuff. stay safe out there, Harry. I mean, yeah. like, j- don't go too method and do yourself yeah. harm by actually conjuring into existence a real freezing spell with a line read this powerful. Yeah, you know, um, if I were if I were working at Nintendo. For example, if I was um, uh, Masahiro Sakurai and I was like, who should we put into Smash Brothers next? Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely say Noah from Xenoblade Chronicles based on that. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, you gotta. I mean, look, 
It's a it's a safe bet that whatever happens next for Smash Brothers, it will feature many Xenoblade Chronicles and Fire <laughs> Emblem characters. So yeah, I think you know I think the odds are good. Um, there you go, a little bit of topical well, Smash Brothers humor for you there, for the listeners. Thank you everyone for sending in your amazing they were performances. So good. They were so I'm, good. I'm not I'm not going to make you um, read the line. God, what was it? A kid oh. trickster. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. Go on, go on. Read it again. I'm just a normal kid magician who happens to be a truly impressive trickster. That's all. I won't. I won't make you. I won't make you <laughs> do that. Just a normal kid magician. <laughs> <laughs> just a regular kid magician. Oh, dare I say, have we found our next T-shirt? <laughs> I'm just. A I'm just a regular kid magician. kid magician who happens to be a truly impressive trickster. <laughs> I'm just look, folks. I'm just a regular kid. Look, hey, I'm just a regular hey. kid magician. Hey, you know, I put you know I put my magic shoes on one foot at a time. I levitated to my trousers <laughs> one leg at a time, just like everyone else. <laughs> hey, look, oh, I don't boy. know if you want to hear what I think. I mean, hey, I'm just a I'm just a regular kid magician, just a, um, just a regular old kid. I'm not a fan, not one of your fancy big city magicians. Yeah, I haven't had your yeah. fancy schooling. I'm just a regular kid magician, but <laughs> I. But I call it like I see it. It's the way I was raised. <laughs> and I think magic is real. <laughs> Thousand pound weight falls on him. <laughs> yes. More magic for Magic Max. Mystic Max. Mystic Max. What is your, what is what is your, your deal? deal? Why are you killing children on TV in front of their parents? This film doesn't deserve a sequel, but it's annoying because they do set up what I think is possibly the most exciting premise for a yeah, sequel this, ever. The, the wild magic sorcerer duel. I know. Just imagine it. In my mind, it's like it's the fight at the end of the Matrix, you know, the third one. Yeah. It's like Neo and Agent Smith in like a decaying city in the pouring rain, just flying. <laughs> <laughs> flying into each other all anime. or like some like highlander style they're up oh, on a cliff they're yeah. windswept their robes oh billow around them yeah. as they levitate off the floor rocks are sort of rising around them like uh, dragon ball the um, characters the 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 castlevania anime on netflix where they're kind of acrobatically dancing into each other can you imagine that the two of them are sort of levitating across from each other their oh. fingers are crackling and sparking but who's this flying in it's sophie from halloween town <laughs> Her eyes go white <laughs> and the flesh melts from Mystic Max's body. <laughs> a huge beam emits from her chest and sweeps across the landscape. <laughs> <laughs> Danny is like, is real. Danny is like, every cell must be destroyed. If even one remains, <laughs> he will regenerate. Sophie's like, not a problem. <laughs> yeah. And there you go. The crossover... The oh. the Avengers Endgame oh, of yes. the Disney Channel original movie universe. We need to decide what we're watching next week. Oh God! Not next week. Next time. Um, it's well, I, it was kind of my choice this week. This is the one I wanted to do. So you, I will <gasps> give the choice to you. Oh my one. God! You're going to regret that because I want to do motocross. Oh, you want to do motocross? Yeah, okay. motocross. All, right. All right. Let me bring up the Disney. Plus. Can we? Can we do? Can we get away with one more before we go Christmassy? Oh think, yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, we've got we've got one more before we go Christmassy for sure. Uh, Disney's Motocross 2001, one hour and thirty one minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Too long. Yeah, shave a minute off that, please. A young girl secretly poses as her twin brother to win the big motocross. I assume that the word racist. <laughs> <laughs> After that. Like the description writer got very sleepy. Whoa, whoa, hang on. 
on the Disney wiki here, uh, Motocross is a 2001 Disney Channel original movie loosely based on the Shakespeare play Twelfth Night. Yes! Yeah, that's right. I knew there was a reason oh I liked God. it. because I'm so smart. because I recognised its literary wow. illusions. Wow, okay. Yeah, I mean, in that it features uh, a girl pretending to be a boy. Um, yeah, sure. Uh, to for motocross purposes anyway uh, yep. if even if you're not going to watch the film at least look up the promotional still for the film which is a load of blonde spiky haired motocross riders glowering at the camera it's extremely <laughs> 2001 look i wanted to do motocross or a ring of endless lights and oh, I, think God. Andy, I think andy would rather put off a ring of endless rather- lights <laughs> I would much rather do motocross. Psychic connection to dolphins. We'll oh, get to it doing... eventually, folks. No, Don't worry. we're not doing a ring of endless light until we absolutely have to. <laughs> okay, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. As always, you can get in touch with the podcast momcan'tcookpod at gmail.com. Uh, don't forget to drop us a five-star review anywhere that you feel like you can. Yeah, and... write us a review on um, yeah. iTunes. We read all of those, and they're very lovely to see. Or just give us a five-stars on Spotify. We appreciate that as well. Yep, take it easy, folks, and take care, because Mystic Max is out there. He's gathering his dark he's forces. He's gathering uh... his strength. <laughs> Every day he grows stronger. <laughs> he's amassing his orcish armies. <laughs> <laughs> Mystic Max is number one. <laughs> yeah. Sarah it up pretty hard right now. So take care of yourself, take care of each other. Check out the official Mom Can't Cook merch store at uh, momcantcookstore.com. Yeah, that's the one. That's, that's the, the one. one. All right. And um, yeah, just whatever protective wards you can get for you and your family. And uh, you stay, try, just try whatever you can. Stay yeah. safe out there, friends. Anything.